today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We also wanted to talk about women in politics, uh, or the lack of women in politics, I guess, maybe more to the point, but also about entrepreneurship uh, with uh, women and uh, the role that they play and the attitude that they take toward this. And to try to combine those two, well, we wanted to find somebody who has had great success in both, and uh, we have. Uh, Sophia Aginalides is the former Revenue Minister for the province of Ontario under the Dalton McKinney government. Uh, she's also a, a very successful entrepreneur, and she's going to talk about both of those things as we continue our uh, theme of International Women's Day. Sophia, uh, welcome back to the show, first of all. You haven't been on for a long time. Great to have you with us again. Good morning, Bill, and uh, thank you very much. Happy International Women's Day to you and uh, all the very uh, wonderful people who are listening to the radio. And you're right, it's been a long time, so it's really nice to be on the radio again with you. So thank you very much. Well, some of the issues that you and I have talked about over the years are still prevalent. Uh, and, and let's talk about, we'll work backwards. I want to talk about the political end of things, first of all. Um, about the role that women play, about the attitude that people within politics have towards women and uh, and women of uh, strong women, women of power, and, uh, and women with drive and determination. Because uh, unless you exhibit most of those traits, uh, you're not getting into politics in the first place. You, of course, have all of those traits. But but talk to us about the challenges for for somebody like yourself and others uh, that, that wanted to seek public office. What 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 were you? How were you received? What kind of support did you get? What kind of comments did you get as, as you tried to make this most difficult decision? You know what, Bill? Uh, thinking about this today, I was, you know, it's not fair to candy coat anything, right? So you want to be no, as please as don't. possible, right? But, but Besides, really, you never I, have. When I got into politics, I actually went in with rose-colored glasses. I, I thought that everybody was going to be kind and nice and supportive and and all of the things that you you imagine this kind of world to be, uh, or that you dream of it to be, you know, democracy. But uh, the good news is that a lot of my experience was really good. Uh, but uh, having said that, there were, you know, I remember being on <laughs> this one panel, and this woman called the office to complain that my lipstick was too bright. Like, really? Like, these kinds of such a personal attacks on things that had nothing to do with the words that were being spoken. So those kinds of, you know, personal attacks, I don't know if we're doing any better. I think when you look at politics right across the board, I think social media has really harmed some of uh, our female politicians, and it's hard. And it's really, and it's not only is it hard, it's just not, you know, it, it doesn't accomplish anything. You know, these are individuals who come in to this kind of field with the right attitude, wanting to change the world, and then they've got all of this other stuff to deal with. And I don't, I'm not sure men have to deal with that, but uh, definitely it's alive and well still in politics, and it's something we really need to work towards. But if you're a female politician, Sophia, and you exhibit strength and fortitude and determination, are you making yourself a target? Well, that's a really good point. You know, I was thinking about this one. I think what was really important for me as a politician is I was surrounded by a great team. Like I had strong women, strong men all around me. So when there was a, like a situation that happened, I was I was very fortunate because I had people who stuck up for me, but even more so, it made me stronger to stick up for myself. And I have to tell you, though, there's this one situation. I was on a political, um, it was a consultation, and there were these three Brazilian women who had come to watch this. And one of the guys had said to me, oh, Sophia, 
you know what? If you lose 30 pounds, I'll take you out for dinner and drinks. Well, even before I could counterattack that, you know, right, you know, go to, go after him. These three Brazilian female politicians stuck up for me. And what I'm trying to say is that there were people around me that were always protective and were trying to help me through the situation. And I think that the more that we can protect each other and fight for each other, the better it is and the more women will run for politics. I think it's really important. Uh, it's an understatement for me to suggest that there's parochialism in politics, okay? I mean, between I know, parties, you know that, and you, you experienced that, of course, during your time in the legislature. Uh, but but talk to us about, uh, well, we're going to get into sexual harassment, but more specifically uh, about gender-based uh, back and forth and, and some of the stuff, the sexism uh, that, that, and misogyny that, uh, that we've seen in politics over the years. Is it getting any better? Well, I would hope, I hope that, you know, in all honesty, we say that it is getting better. But, you know, there have been recent events that, you know, not only here in Ontario, but across the world where we see women being judged for the way they speak, for the way they look. So, so is it, is it uh, getting better? We need to get more women into those seats. We need more women uh, to get into higher level positions because that's where you can make a huge difference. I think that you know, these are these are issues that, unfortunately, in 2021, we are still up against a terrible, you know, a terrible system that's not as helpful as it can be. So I think there's a lot more work to be done, not only politically speaking, Bill, you know, you, you look at also, you know, the, the business world and, and, and looking at, for example, boards of directors. You know, we, we talk about how women are making inroads when it comes to the corporate world. Well, the fact of the matter is when you look at the data, you know, you look at the top 100 TSX companies, for instance, 100 companies, two women are CEOs. You take those 100 companies, nine women are chairs of their boards. Overall in Canada, 20% of women are on board. That's not something to be proud of. We have so much work to to do and uh, whether it's in politics whether it's in business you know there there's some great stories out there and yes we are making headway but boy oh boy we've got a long way to go how do you break that that well they call it the glass ceiling and and there have been attempts made there have been people that have succeeded and done very very well heather reisman comes to mind of course from indigo yeah. books uh but there there are a handful of others that have done that uh kamala harris now the vice president of the united states not only the first female but the first female uh from different ethnicities that to, to actually do that that's that's breaking through a barrier mm-hmm. but they're few and far between sophia yeah, but you know what, Bill? Where I where I see how we break this glass ceiling is, you surround yourself with very uh, strong people, women and men. You know, I look at our community. You know, there's so many unsung heroes in our community that really have made a difference in building women up. Right? It's women building women up, and it's men building women up. And we have to make sure that that's what we surround ourselves with so that women will run for political office. Women will run for that CEO job. Women will create organizations and activist groups. And so we have to be able to surround ourselves with those kinds of people and that positive, um, not even positive, but people who just will, will, will push you towards making things better and i i look at our community like I'm, I, I think about well i think about rebecca i think about you i think about fox i think about you know I, I think about people like fox who you know people look at him as a business person well yes he's a business person but you know what 
just behind the scenes. He's always promoting women. He's always making, he's lifting people up. I think about people like, you know, Forty Julio, who was my, she worked in my constituency office. She should have been the MPP, by the way, because she's just brilliant. But she made decisions each and every day to make people's lives better. These are the people that you want on your on your side, and you want these people to help women grow and succeed. So it's it's about the people right in the interior, the people around you who can help to get to that place. But one of the biggest barriers, I guess, and, and you know, I've talked about this over the years, and we've talked about this with other women in, in positions as well, uh, is, is this stereotype of, of women that, okay, uh, okay, you want to be in politics, Sophia, that's fine, but you know what, you can't handle this ministry because that's a guy's job. And on this, you know, they, 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 they want to pigeonhole people into situations like that. Uh, and and the, the problem with that, of course, first of all, it's wrong, but secondly, uh, there's no evidence that that's the case. You know, like I was saying earlier, you know, 25, 30, years ago somebody a young woman said i want to go into medicine they said oh you want to be a nurse no i want to be a doctor i want to be the prime minister i want to be you know it, 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 no you come on let's lower your bar let's be realistic about this but that still exists yeah can you believe that you and i are having this conversation still in 2021 it's ridiculous right and and i think the the key here is that you know what we need to make sure that those women who want those high positions, that they have a support system behind them that pushes the people around them to make those choices. And you do that by making sure that your board of directors is half and half. You make sure that the people who are running in politics are half and half, that you have a diverse group out there. And I, and that's how we do it each and every day, pushing towards that end. I think that's the key, Bill. And, you know, it's not easy. I know it's not easy. But then, you know, you think about, like, these rock stars, right? Like, I think about people like, you know, uh, uh, Roberta, Dom, Dom, <laughs> Roberta Bondar, Bondar, right? Yeah. So here's this, you know, first Canadian astronaut, but she was also the world's first neurolog- neurologist in space. Like, there's incredible role models. That's where we need to aspire to, and we need to get behind the women who want to be there. And I think that's what it's all about. It's just making sure your support system is strong enough to push you there. What was it like when you were around the cabinet table? And I, I know you don't want to get into names, and I don't want you to either. But but as a, as a, a female cabinet minister in in, in a government like that, um, it's it's difficult sometimes to be heard and to have a voice and to exert influence. Did did you find that was difficult to do? Um, you know, I think that that's a that's a big question, right? And there were moments, I think, in my political career that I, I was very nervous. And sometimes I thought, you know, speaking out was, you know, it was tough. And, and believe me, speaking out sometimes um, made you uh, a target, uh, a negative target. And it was, but it depends, you know, it, it depends on, on the issue that it is and how important it is to you. And I feel that some of the political decisions that had to be made you know what at the end of the day if you could look yourself in the eye and say this was the decision the best possible decision i could make with all the information that i had you need to make it and you know what you have to trust your voice and whether you're a man or a woman you really have to trust your voice and i i find that you know there's a story i want to share i remember when i first became an mpp um we all got a tour of the the cabinet boardroom and, you know, Bill, this is a room that is, like, drenched in history. And, and I mean, I was, I was enthralled, right? And then I look up and I look at this wall of 
like, I don't know, all of these men, pasty white men with (laughs) extremely long sideburns, but that's a whole other story. But then I remember being in that room by myself, looking up and thinking, I don't look like any of these guys. And I remember the premier was walking by and and I I said to him, I said, look, premier, nobody looks like me up here. And he, he looked at me and he said, just wait. And I think I remember that moment and I thought, you know, you're right. And then look, we got people like Sandra Pupatello. We had Kathleen Wynn, you know, Deb Matthews. We had some very strong political women who deserve to be on that wall. And I, I just, you know what, it, it was it was an experience where I know there's lots of work to be done, but we've got a lot of great women out there who are making a difference each and every day. The problem is, is, is that to display the sorts of characteristics you need to be successful to 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 you know, be dedicated and 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 to be diligent and to say i'm going to stick with this uh when a man does that he's called a go-getter and boy you know but that, but when a woman does it you know what they do you've seen the comments on social media they use the b word for them and just you know you don't know your place and that that's an attitude that it's, it's got to change yeah. And uh, it's obviously people like you and, and some of the folks you mentioned, Christine Elliott, of course, who's still in government yeah. Uh, yeah. in Queen's Park, uh, that are going to exact that change. But, boy, it's it's got to feel like pushing a rock uphill sometimes. Yeah, but that's the whole key, right, Bill? Yeah, push that rock uphill. But make sure that you're supported by the people around you who, you know what, that it's not you're not doing it by yourself. You're doing it as a community, as a team. As, as people who know that we need to make changes. And I, and I think, again, I go back to that. You know, it really does take a whole team to, to, to push through these, these terrible, terrible things. I got to ask you because uh, my producer, who was a fan of yours anyway, until I mentioned the story about uh, mixed martial arts, and it's, it's a quick political story, but it talks about determination. You're a fan for people that don't know you, and that's, well, but just about everybody knows you, Sophia, but you're a big fan of mixed martial arts, and, uh, and you would dog it in your determination to make sure that uh, the Premier and the rest of Cabinet understood that there was a benefit to that. You finally convinced them to do that, and that's what allowed mixed martial arts into the province of Ontario. Uh, and there was a story, even after you got into politics, I know we're running short on time here, you finally met one of your other heroes, Sylvester Stallone, when he was here in town for, uh, uh, remember the fundraiser for Diabetes Association? And we had a meet and greet, and, uh, and of course, we were all standing there. We were supposed to stand there, get a picture taken with Stallone, for be there for about 10 seconds. And uh, Peter McCandy, I guess, from Carmen's actually said when it was your turn to get up there, this is the cabinet minister that brought mixed martial arts. And he probably talked to you for 10 minutes. And everybody else on the line is saying, hey, come on, we got places to go. And he was just so enthralled with that. And, and as you told me, when you got back, uh, after you finally got finished and got your picture taken, you got a text from, uh, well, a pretty famous person from mixed martial arts i did but you know bill I, this first of all like meeting sylvester so remember i couldn't even speak i was like so like <laughs> uh, anyways but but can i just say mixed martial arts it wasn't just about the sport what i wanted was if this sport was going to be legal you know first of all it had to be legal because it was being done underground and people yeah, were exactly. killing themselves so you make it legal and you put a doctor by the ring and he will decide if or when that 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 um that well, that's, that's an important stop. point. Yeah, You didn't just say, okay, start doing no. this. Uh, no. You said, here are the rules now. Here, here are the yeah. parameters. Here's the standards you have to meet. Yeah, it had to be ruled. And listen, I still to this day, you know, there's a part of me, yes, no, you know, I struggle with that. But at the end of the day, there had to be regulation put in to be at least safe. I, we had to get it 
out of the underground and able to be able to be as safe as possible. Now, look, I can't say that, you know, mixed martial arts is a good sport, or, and I'm not going to be, say that. What I wanted to say is that we need regulation, and we need to make it as safe as possible, like we do in all sports or any kind of contact sports like that. But it was a tough one. Believe me, I still, to this day, there were some people in that cabinet that they were really upset with me. And uh, Because they, they, they didn't even want to talk about it. They just said, you know, forget about it. We don't even want to deal with it. But it yeah. was a problem. Yeah. that they just wanted to turn their back on and hope that it would go away. And you were diligent about this, and that's the kind of determination that uh, that it takes to be successful as an entrepreneur and certainly as a politician, too. Uh, we could do this for hours, and I wish we could. And, and there will be a time uh, when we can do face-to-face in studios again, and, and we will have that done. But, Sophia, on this very important day, I'm so glad that you could have some time for us. Thanks so much for this. Great talking Thank with you, you again. Thank you, Bill. Thank you very much. Sophia Aginalini is, of course, former revenue minister and uh, entrepreneur here in the province of Ontario. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.